This is Radio Dad with Mike Austin. Shining the spotlight on dads, stepdads, granddads, all dads. Bye, Daddy. And now, Mike Austin. It's, uh, hey, welcome back. Uh, hopefully you're coming back, or maybe it's brand new to you. The Radio Dad Podcast. Mike Austin here. This is our little get-together every week and talk about all things dadly, whether it's granddads, stepdads, single dads, married dads, divorced dads, uh, uncles, <laughs> mentoring dads, dad wannabe, and everything fatherhood, all right? Because we like to take fatherhood, we hold it up as, you know, the shining spotlight. We always say we shine the spotlight on fatherhood. Dads have a unique role to play in the fabric of society and in the, the family, of course. So that's what we do, and we talk about all that stuff. And we've been kind of getting into a little bit of the um, hobbies that dads can do, uh, screenless hobbies, that is. And today we're going to talk about slot cars. Our guest today, coming up in a little bit, I'm going to talk to the president of Ravel of America, Carrera Ravel to be exact. Uh, Ravel, if you were of a certain age, you remember these models we used to put together, car models. And that takes a certain amount of patience. Little plastic models, hot rods, classic cars. You'd snap the parts apart. You'd put the glue on them. You'd paint them. And, uh, I mean, I used to love doing these things. Ravel models. They're still out there. I think so. Anyway, and Carrera, everybody knows the name Carrera. As I only knew it of as like the back of a Porsche. Like you'd be going down the road or you'd have a stop sign or a street light and you'd see a, a Porsche pull up and it'd be Porsche Carrera on the back. Well, the Carrera name is associated with speed and agility and, and uh, engineering, right? And uh, so the Porsche Carrera uh, was is an icon, but also... Uh, they have now Carrera Ravel uh, and slot cars. We're going to talk about slot car racing. Have you ever done that? We used to do it as a kid. Uh, Aurora AFX was the big brand name when I was a kid. But uh, slot cars, these little, now we had HO scale, but they have a number of different scales, I think. And we're going to get into it with our guest today. Frank Thiessen is the president, CEO of Carrera Ravel of America. We're talking toys and slot cars here in just a little bit. He'll be our guest. We're going to pull him up on the phone in a minute. Uh, also, before I get going, I want to thank Jason, uh, who responded uh, and sent us a nice message on our podcast a couple weeks ago when we had Chuck Hass and his three sons on with us talking wrestling. Jason was a student and a wrestler and uh, appreciated that. So uh, there you go. Thanks, Jason. If you want to respond to us, you can always do so through our website, radiodad.com. Send me an email. That'd be great. I want to take a second to also talk about, you know, speed, and we're going to get into model building and things like that. Boys specifically, sometimes girls, but dads, uh, and and young men, it, it, there's this thing of adventure. There's this thing of pushing the envelope. There's this thing of experience. It's just in us, all right? And there's a these dumb, stupid challenges that come out, whether it's TikTok. It used to be YouTube, now TikTok. There's a challenge every week, it seems like. Dad, you have it on your plate to talk to your kids, male and female, and don't do these yourselves, God forbid. Uh, these challenges, this is dumb. I know we want to be challenged, but there is a certain part of logic and reasoning that you look at something and you go like, yeah, that's just kind of ignorant. And one of those is the milk crate challenge. 
Now, I get it. There is a certain part of me that wants to stack up a bunch of milk crates and go, I bet I could walk up that. There's only a few guys who've done it. Most people get to the top. It, basically, it's milk crates, which, what is it with the milk crates? I didn't even know they were still around. Sounds like a 1920s thing. But anyway, you stack up these plastic milk crates and um, a pyramid. One step, then two, then three, then four. You end up on top of like six, seven, eight, nine milk crates, which is very precarious. It's basically a small little tower, and it's wavering. And as soon as it starts wavering, you shake even more, and eventually you fall. Sometimes you fall like 10 feet or more. And as you could guess, you're landing and you're going to get hurt. The orthopedic uh, surgeons of America, I think, and um, I've seen a number of different doctors say this is one of the dumber things. You risk bodily injury, uh, perhaps lifelong implications on this. Don't, Don't do it in front of your kids, for one thing. Don't do it at all. And if your kids are involved in this, probably teenage boys more than anyone, stop them. Talk to him about this. Tell him this is stupid. Teenage boys do stupid things. Let's be honest. Dad, you were a teenage boy. You did stupid things. Um, especially if they do it and eat a Tide Pod. Remember the Tide Pod challenge? How ignorant was that? <laughs> so these things pop up, and I get it. We want to be challenged. They call it a challenge so that it sounds like, oh, I'm a, you can be more manly. I'm more, I'm more manly if I can... You know, I, I rise to the challenge. We want to rise to the challenge, but there are certain things that are just stupid. So there is that. Hey, before we get any further, I want to thank our sponsors, as always, the folks over at BeRescued.com. You may have to be rescued. If you fall off the milk crates, uh, they have a rescue balm that's good on cuts. It's good on burns. It's good on blisters, things like that. It's a good moisturizer, just manly moisturizer for your hands. It doesn't have any frou-frou smell or anything like that. But that's just one of their many, many products. They've got the toothpaste, or not even a paste, the tooth gel, the aftershave balm. Uh, Check it out. Uh, raw bee pollen and more at berescued.com and our thanks to them for sponsoring our show i think we're ready for our guest we have been talking here on on radio dad about the screenless hobbies uh these are old i guess you could say old school things dads and their kids can do together I guess it would be in the 70s mid 70s i was always a big uh model builder where you put the models, the model cars together, and then also slot cars. We got into slot cars. I had a whole, all of my friends, we all had different slot cars. We would race them. We would uh, rank them. We'd trade them. Well, let's take this into the next millennium here. And screenless hobbies, the classics are still around. Collecting cars, racing. Guys will always want to race, I think, cars and be enamored with that. Dads can hand this down. And so we're going to take... Uh, those two things, the model cars, putting them together, slot cars, and we're going to add a classic name. Everyone knows the name Carrera. You see that name on the back of a car, uh, Porsche. You know that that is a, is a uh, high-performance vehicle. Well, we're going to welcome now Frank Thiessen. Frank is the, uh, the president of Carrera Revel of America. And I, I, I've always called it Revel. I don't know if it's Revel. Uh, Frank has spent, what, like over 20 years in the toy industry, and he is the head of Carrera, has slot cars now. And Ravel, of course, we know there's the, uh, the models. Frank, it's great to have you on Radio Dad. I am honored 
to have a man like you on because uh, I've I've loved slot cars and model building for years and years. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate that, and um, always appreciate if you uh, get time to uh, talk about uh, not just about business but slot cars in general. Because um, as for you, uh, it seems slot cars has uh, been with me for a better part of my life. I also started as a kid. And um, as everybody can hear from my accent, I'm not originally from the U.S. I uh, was born in, in Germany and Carrera is a German brand. I got my first slot car set from Carrera when I was just a 10-year-old boy and pretty much never gave up on it. You know, I never realized Carrera was a slot car maker. How long has Carrera been in that business? Since uh, 1963. I had no idea. In America, it was always... There were two. There were two uh, names we went with. Number one was um, AFX. AFX was, uh, and I don't know what it stood for, but they were like the creme de la creme. And then there was a, a, a Tyco, which made little trains, HO scale trains, but they were a little cheaper version. But AFX, man, what was cool about them is you could take them apart. You snap the top off, a little plastic top, and you could get the little brushes. And the magnets, and you could customize with the wheels. So Carrera has been leading the slot car industry since 1963. And how does that compare to what I would say, think as the American version of AFX? How does Carrera compare to that? Um, so, as I said, Carrera started off in Germany and then rolled over Europe, and now in, in most countries over there for decades now. So if you talk about slot car racing, it's Carrera is synonymous with, with slot car racing. So nobody says slot car racing anymore. It's Carrera. No matter what the brand really? is, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> so Carrera is a household name like a Kleenex. Um, huh. And the, the brand came a little bit late to the game for, for, for the U.S. So it started in, in the 90s through distribution channels. And uh, the company itself, Carrera of America, was only founded back in 2005. So when it became obvious that there's so much interest in slot car racing and that we had so many fans in the U.S. So that was when actually the company decided, okay, we need our own office there to handle the business. And comparing to the other brands you mentioned, so it's mostly about the scale. So um, in the 60s, 70s, yeah, there, there were a couple of, of uh, brand names around in, in the U.S., but mostly it was focused on smaller scales. So it was either an HO or 164 scale. Mm -hmm. That was what was predominantly done here in the U.S., while the real strength for Carrera really came always out of the 132nd scale. That's where they started. That also is a scale which is really into the hobby market. The enthusiasts love that because on that scale, you can get all that beautiful detail yes. on the car. It seems to me that a bigger scale like that would be a bit more stable on the track, too. One of my frustrations was you go high speed, the scale of the speed wasn't, wasn't synonymous with the scale of the car. In other words, you have a small HO car. And those of you into HO or into slot car racing, you get exactly what I'm talking about. You go around that corner and the thing would spin out or fly off the track easy enough. It seems to me, on a bigger scale, the 132nd, it, it, it's a bit more stable, isn't it? It definitely is. It is more stable. But also, 
the last couple of decades of course technology uh, changed smart car racing also a lot so we also do now 143rd scale uh which is especially great for, for kids which are just starting. So the price point, of course, is a little lower and uh, it's easier to handle. So you will not have that experience anymore, which we had in the 70s, that mm-hmm. it's constantly just flying off the track. So these are also pretty stable now. And, and it is necessary. Otherwise, kids will not have a satisfying experience and they will give up on slot car racing relatively uh, quickly if they're just constantly getting frustrated with flying off the track. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about Carrera slot cars. And, and am I saying it? I've always said Revell. Uh, for correct. the Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. That's the correct pronunciation, yeah. Is there, do kids still put these models together? They still do, yeah. And, and we've seen that um, especially uh, in the last uh, 18 months, which were not so great for <laughs> all of us, that yeah. we stuck at home. And we uh, uh, really saw that, yeah, a lot of dads uh, remembered when they were young that they had a lot of fun putting together these model kits and introduced their kids sons or but also daughters so it, it's something which is absolutely general neutral back into model kit building yeah so there was again there was a strong interest in that and um, also Things have changed a little bit there, so of course it's still the old-fashioned way. You have all these little parts which you have to glue together, and at the end you have to paint paint them. But uh, there's also alternatives to that now. So if you do not really want to ha- have that messy glue, <laughs> so there are snap kits which are completely without glue. Oh. Mom is very happy about that, so uh, nothing gets ruined. You do not <laughs> have kits which have their uh, uh, fingers glued together, so that is also uh, uh, available now. I so, gotta tell you though, I gotta tell you, the glue was kind of part of the experience for me. I mean, you laid down the cardboard and the paper. I always had to have a special cardboard table that uh, my dad got for just for my room because it would get messy. And then you have, you know, the little knife that you cut the parts apart with and stuff. But the glue was part of that experience in that it taught you that you don't just get in there and slap some glue on. You've got to be careful. You've got to take your time and you've got to, you've got to, you know, get that just right amount. I don't know. There's a, there's a a nuance there. I I think I'd still want, you can still do glue, glue on kits, right? Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, so the, the the majority is still glue on, but it's just that alternative our uh, uh, snap kits yeah. that, that is there if you don't want it. And I'm absolutely with you. The, the glue is part of the experience. It it also teaches you less lesson about patience. Ah. and I think that is is something which is yeah quite useful um, and has a certain value nowadays to have that to get that patience. Um, these are not, of course, these are toys and, and, and the, the fun should be in the forefront, but there are these hidden lessons. If you go into slot car racing, there's the lessons of gravity, acceleration, braking, and all of that, which you just pick up while playing with that. And in the model kits, it is, yeah, you have to be careful. You cannot wash it. You have to be patient. But at the end, you will be rewarded with a beautiful assembled kit. I think... What you just touched on is the absolute, the absolute best point right there. 
Uh, we're talking with Frank Thiessen. He is the, the president of Carrera Ravel of America. We're talking model cars, and we're talking slot racing. And the, the classic name, Carrera, everyone knows. So, Frank, I want to expand on that point right there, because that's, that's an important point. We're going to take this short time out, a break to hear from our sponsors, BeRescued.com. We'll be right back with the Radio Dad Podcast and Frank Thiessen from Carrera Ravel of America. Well, it's that time of year when dads and moms say goodbye to their child who is growing up and leaving the nest. Now, whether you're sending them off to college or off to the working, earning your own way world, let me suggest a care package. This would include the all-natural bee propolis products from BeeRescued.com. You know that original Bee Rescued balm with its naturally soothing and healing properties will come in handy in a lot of different situations in life. Send them off into the world with a lot of care and a lot of Bee Rescued from BeeRescued.com. All right, welcome back to the segment number two of the Radio Dad podcast. Our guest today, Frank Thiessen, president of Carrera Ravel of America, model cars, and of course the Carrera name. But you put that on slot cars and uh, kind of radio controlled racing. Now you got a now you've got a hobby for dads and kids to do. And Frank, uh, you mentioned going into the break. I think this is dadly important. The need. For I mean, if you sit and you're putting a model together or you're concentrating on the cars going around that track and it's competition, but it automatically, it, it forces you into this, this focus, this teaching of patience. We don't, we don't know anything about patience today because everything's quick, everything is fast, it's emoji, it's, it's uh, short video, it's color, uh, speed, movement, and we don't know how to sit still. We don't know how to focus. We don't know how to get our minds slowed down. And dads can teach that along with doing these hobbies. You go through the instructions. First of all, it's it's uh, comprehension. It's There's a, maybe a little math involved. Uh, all of that, I think that's key. Don't you think? I mean, to, to it really teaches patience, engineering, all of that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all basically hidden in, in the play experience. In a fun way. It is then a common experience. It's not solitary. You do that together, and you're building something together. And at one point, hopefully, when that kid is grown up, we'll remember it. Mm. My dad did sit down with me and spend that time with me and explained it, and we had a lot of fun together. Yeah. What is it about the German engineering mind because it always seems like when, it, when, it, when something's engineered, Germany has the, I don't know what it is, but you've, Germans just seem to have that talent. What is that? Why? You're asking the wrong guy here. I don't know, because <laughs> I have no engineering talent at all. Nothing. I have two left hands. So I'm definitely not the right person to talk about that. Well, you know what? That brings up a good point. You don't have to be an engineering genius to enjoy slot cars, slot car racing, a Carrera Ravel uh, model. You can be a novice, isn't that right? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and uh, to be completely honest, when I was a kid... Uh, for birthdays, Christmas, and so on, relatives bought me these little kits, and they thought I would enjoy it. And I was eight, nine years old, and I definitely did not enjoy it. I did not have the patience for that. Hmm. But my dad taught me. He really did sit down with me, and he was really he enjoyed it a lot because he did it when he was a kid. And so I did not always enjoy really 
sitting there, that, that building, that hit. what I did enjoy was my dad was sitting there with me. Mm. And he was explaining it to me. And a lot of time, he did more work than I did. <laughs> I was a little bit lazy on that side. But I just did enjoy sitting there with him. And it was just showing me how to do it and just having a conversation meanwhile. That's, that was, that's amazing. That was so much, yeah. yeah. I used to do the same thing with my dad when we would split wood. I used to love splitting wood. I still do to this day, but it's not the splitting of the wood. It's the doing it together with dad. That's, that's the reward there. That yeah. is beautiful. Let's talk about the slot cars a little bit here because it, it is a career slot car. Is this take, I mean, you can take it apart. You can look at the magnets. You can sort of custom build the car. You certainly can do that. We, of course, from from a company perspective, we cannot encourage you to do that because as soon as you modify it, it uh, officially is not according to uh, oh. safety standards okay. anymore. It is an electric toy. So, but of course, we all know that the enthusiasts do exactly that, and there's a huge aftermarket with all the special parts there, uh, where you can uh, um, modify the vehicles and, and make them faster if you really want that. And we also know that because we're a little bit, of course, talking to these enthusiasts, as you know, they all have these little magnets on the bottom to keep them on the track. Mm -hmm. The real racing enthusiasts, they take them out. For them, it's cheating. Whoa. I can't imagine racing a slot car. I don't care what scale it is, without without the magnet on the bottom of the drift. And for those of you who don't understand slot cars, I assumed, I guess going into this, that everybody understood slot cars and model building. Slot cars are, it's a plastic track. There is a slot. There is a, a tab on the bottom of the car that fits in that slot that guides it around the track. And then there are two strips uh, that electronic, uh, you know, pulses go through, makes the little motor run, and you control the speed of the car with a joystick or a thumb guide or something. What's Carrera have? Is it the thumb guide? What? How do you do it? Yeah, yeah, it's with a thumb guide. Yeah, that's what what we do. Yeah, and you hold the controller in your hand, and mm -hmm. uh, you race around a track, and it's really. How do I say it, Frank? It's it, you. It's mesmerizing. It's you get totally yeah. into just that space. Yeah, and, and and if you just put it into perspective, so on, on as a scale speed, because that's the only way how, how to to really put it into perspective. We are reaching three hundred sixty miles per hour scale mm. speed. Mm -hmm. That's that is amazing to me, and to watch that go around. Tell me about the Carrera tracks now. Now, do you come? Do you uh, do, does a, a Carrera slot car set? Does it come with a scenery, or can you buy scenery? Or or you, you can buy sceneries. You can buy the grandstands and the watchtowers and uh, the pit stop. Uh, all of that, of course, that is all available, and it is also some of that is also part of, of actually the, the, the play value. So, in our one thirty second scale. We have a digital version, and that digital version means that instead of just two cars side by side, you can run on a two-lane track actually six cars. Hmm. Wow. On top of that, you can program these cars. You can give them virtual fuel level. What? You can give them uh, a certain braking level. You can also limit the top speed so that an experienced driver can race against a little bit of an unexperienced driver so that they're both on a level playing field. 
You can all do all of these things nowadays. That is amazing. That because yeah, as you know, back in the day, you got on the track and you just went around, and that was about it. I mean, you you had one person that was better at it than another. A little nuance. You have so much. I like the fuel thing. That's really realistic. Um, yeah, and then then you have to drive into the uh, pit stop lane, and you have to stand there for ten seconds or whatever, whatever you have pre-programmed, and you have to refuel. So that also teaches a little bit, but it also makes the whole play uh, uh, more realistic. Yeah, a dad and the kids doing this uh, is amazing. Um, yeah, how what's the longest race you've ever <laughs> you've ever done with all of that involved, Frank? I don't even know, but I've wasted several hours with, with my kids at, at one time when they were growing up, and I'm looking forward to do that uh, with my grandkids soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're talking with Frank Deason. He's the president of Carrera Revelle of America. Whether you're putting a model car together or whether you're slot car racing, uh, this is a great thing. Get your kids away from the screen. Get them into doing something together. Get a hands-on, and it's a. You know what, Dad? You're teaching something without even knowing it. That's the key. You're having fun, and you're doing this together. Like Frank said earlier, you're you're doing this together. It's Dad being right next to you there. How do you get a hold of? I've not seen a Carrera. Well, I haven't been shopping for slot cars in forever. Can you? Do you buy these in stores? I haven't seen them anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you buy them in stores. So um, you buy can buy them online at. That certain big online retailer, if you want to find them quickly, you can definitely get them there. But I also always recommend uh, to go to your independent toy or hobby retailer. They carry our sets and they can also really give you recommendations on where to start and how to build it up later on so that you're not completely lost because it can be overwhelming. Uh, as a beginner yeah but start with a base set don't start with the big stuff start with the base set and add on and uh grow grow together yeah exactly awesome whether you got graduation gifts or uh, or birthday presents christmas is going to be coming up this would be a great gift frank Thiessen, uh president of carrera Ravel of america whether you're doing uh, model cars or slot car racing um, yeah, get you some. What's the website? Does Carrera have their own website, I suppose, yeah? Yeah, it's uh, carrera-toys.com. All right. Frank, I appreciate everything that you're doing, and uh, God love you. Now go racing. Let's go racing, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I, I Just as an aside, uh, I do a lot of, obviously, I, I, I'm a voice guy, and back when I was a kid, we would race, and our slot cars, I would actually do race announcing while I was slot while we were racing. It, it's it, it, that's another thing you could get into. It's just kind of fun, you know. Here comes Frank. Frank's around the corner. Oh, and he wiped out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Frank. God love you, man. Thanks a lot for everything you do there at Carrera, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, having some fun away from the video screen. And and uh, and moms and dad, mom, get mom involved too. Why not? Uh, get a family going. How much room, by the way, before I let you go, how much how much space am I going to need to set up a track? If you're a beginner, you maybe need 12, 14 square feet yeah. just for everything. And then, of course, sky's the limit. So take your whole, over your whole basement, take over your garage, yeah. whatever you have. Come across the dining table. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Frank, God love you. Thanks a lot for being on with us here on Radio Dad. 
Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. And with that, we will wrap up this edition of the Radio Dad Podcast. Radio Dad with Mike Austin here. Frank Thiessen, president of Carrera Ravel of America. And uh, go enjoy yourself. Get to, uh, well, Google it. Carrera, Carrera, C-A-R-R-E-R-A of America. Uh, You'll get there. And uh, thanks, Frank. And our thanks to you for being part of our audience, our little Radio Dad family here, radiodad.com on the web. And uh, we are actually on some radio stations, too, a daily feature. So uh, ask your local radio station, see if they can get Radio Dad on there. And Ostentatious Productions Productions, we'll see you next week here on the Radio Dad podcast.